right, we're back again. Like the Backstreet Boys? Yeah, I have a quote to start out with. <laughs> oh, I love quotes. It's not a real quote, but is it's it, still fun. Um, is it motivational? Yeah, very. Okay. So, good old Confucius, right? Uh-huh. Confucius say, man who piss in wind, get wet feet. Okay? Okay. I think that's analogous to literally everything going on in the world pretty, right pretty now. Pretty much. <laughs> it's it's a, pretty... You know the meme where the bike, and then he throws the stick in his tire and yes. falls and then blames it on someone else? Yes. Why would climate change do that? You know what I mean? Yeah. That's basically that. So that's, it's... <laughs> if you want to if you wanna piss in the wind, you're going to get wet feet. Do you think that's maybe like everything right now? Is we are incapable of being in a peaceful, happy state, so we just got to pee in the wind once in a while. Pee in like, the wind just, sometimes. Or yeah. maybe once a sometimes week. Sometimes you just, you don't have a choice. Well, it's true. You're like, driving, you gotta pee, you just can't make it to the next fucking town pump. You gotta so. get out and pee in the wind? Yep. Is that... You gotta get out and it just happens to be windy. Why are we clipping so bad? I By the way, know. sorry about the audio quality, we're in a different room than normal, so I'm trying to get it dialed Are in. we on the right microphone? Indeed, we are. we are for once. And Cuz is on a road trip? <clears throat> yeah. So we don't have Cuz with us? Things are a bit different this time, you guys. Yeah, well, you know, I survived my weekend in the woods, and you guys survived 4th of July. You had toddlers, you had fun time? Yeah, so we went a day early on the 3rd down to Bayview. Oh, yes. And then the next day we just went to the parade, so that was kind of fun. So you yeah. had a good time. A little overwhelming at Bayview, but uh, Bayview we found a good spot a Oh, you're talking about the grassy knoll. Mm-hmm. I love the grassy well, knoll. Well, it's not so much a grassy knoll anymore as a dirt parking lot for a bar. Really? Which they... is literally what the entire fucking town is. Bayview is literally a bar. It's just a parking lot for a bar. And there's a lot of degens mm-hmm. there for the Bayview days, but the fireworks are lit because it's on a barge over the water. It was pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, I've seen more impressive fireworks shows. It was pretty much shitty, but well, you know, I it was fireworks and the kids liked it, so. Because they only watched them like one at a time. Really? Yeah. Uh, and oh, normally, really? like, they usually do more than that. Like, if you go to Grand Coulee Dam... Oh, I love like that. like, 20 fireworks at the same time every time they launch them. Well, I will even toot my own teenager's horn. We, we went to the res because we were out of state in the wilderness, right? Yeah. And we did our fireworks Friday because it was supposed to rain Saturday and Sunday. And so um, the kids choreographed a hell of a show. And what was nice. cool is we got to sit on the grass and they just shot it right over us. Hell yeah. And there was no other people. And there was, like, multiples at once because children like fire. I'm just wondering what happened because I heard there was a fireworks shortage. Oh, I can, I can comment on this. So a normal pallet... In 2020, was about on sale 600 bucks, right? And the pallet is like a little two by two, four foot tall pallet of mortars and such. Okay. The same pallet is $1,700. Oh my God. So, uh, things are, it's inflation. Inflation's a little rough, ain't it? It's a little rough. We were talking about that a minute ago Mm -hmm. about like what the end game is with all this. A lot of the, you know, you got the Dutch farmers, you got Sri Lanka, you've got all this stuff going on in the world. We have our own balkanization because you're either on woke side or on mega side, and they're all doing in their own states. They have majority. Oh, that's not even crazy stuff. It's not even just mega anymore. It's ultra mega. Ultra mega. Oh, I'm sorry. Because their their whole side, the whole Democrat side, is failing at pretty much everything. Yes. So they're just throwing out these buzzwords to try to get the same shit they pulled, you know. Well, and then, and then the, the whole Twitter, time, Elon's Twitter deal is like off. Which oh yeah, that's a big we thing. Talk we can about talk that. about that. My thing is, is if you go in to buy a company and you find out most of it's bots and you don't have the user base, mm-hmm. well, in any sort of Web two company, the amount of daily users is how you make your revenue. If you find that most of that's fraudulent. Mm-hmm. then you should probably get out of buying it because it was a false... Uh, What's yeah. more sad is, okay, so the whole deal hinged on, like, how many bots are yes. using it, right? Yes. They At first, they gave him a conservative number, 5% or something like that, right? 15%, Wasn't something it like that. Like 53%? There was a five in there. I think that's more like reality, but when the figures they gave him were super low, so he's like, no, I want the real numbers. You guys need to do a better, uh, better analysis because they, yeah. they did this really shitty analysis and... Uh, so I think when he got the real numbers, 
I think even that was a conservative, but it was an astronomical number. And I don't think that was even accurate. I think that was low. Well, anybody that uses Twitter knows that accuracy is not its forte. No. <laughs> so, yeah, it's like, do you want to buy a ship with a giant hole in the bottom that we put some flex tape over? Flex seal. Basically, flex seal. You know, flex seal? Flex seal. <laughs> That's a lot of damage. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and then also, he took quite a hit. You know, Elon is persona non grata right now in most of the media. Before, yeah. he was like God, remember? Like last year, remember he could say no wrong? And now I think that I read yesterday that he's fifty six billion in the hole just on Tesla alone. Yeah, he is struggling with supply chain issues and staffing too. Well, and then there's a media blitzkrieg against he has, him. He has the opposite staffing problem though. He has too much staff. Too much now. staff. And um, too many orders for cars, but not enough parts to build them. So he's losing a lot he's, of money. And he was already on the brink of losing money by just trying to get Tesla out there. Well, you know that how the there's writers that are thin. called pantsers that just write as they go, as ideas? He's yeah. kind of an entrepreneur pantser, I think. He gets yeah, ideas, and he just goes for it, and he makes it happen. You yeah, know what I mean? Exactly. He had the money to make it happen. But I noticed there's this media blades Craig against him. Like, now I noticed last night I saw this article, oh, Texas couple was killed in their Tesla. And if you look at the picture, oh, yeah. it was, like, ramped up underneath this truck. And it's like, well, was we that the Tesla that? or just them being bad drivers? You I can mean, never know from the news, right? They could have been using autopilot. That was the insinuation in the that. headline. Mm-hmm. But come on. I think that um and I think this this is definitely partly Elon's fault for his optimism on the whole autopilot thing. I just don't think people's expectations should be as high for uh, yeah, giving AI control of your vehicle. It's just there's too many things that go wrong when a human's in control paying full attention. So many things out of your control that will kill a family in a car. No matter how much attention you're paying, right? You shouldn't see autonomy. You can't to things expect completely. Yeah, and you right, can't yeah. expect an autonomous system to be flawless, let alone be able to prevent those things too. Well, we both know some of from, them can do better than we can. Our but. deep dives—they haven't solved the trolley problem yet, so I am not no. willing to let an AI drive me until yeah. that is solved. Because how there's too many variables. Now I can assisting like augmented driving. Okay, cool. Especially some of our our uh, non pay attention drivers that we have out there. I know that like to text and stuff. Those systems that say, "Hey, you're over the line," or "Hey, there's braking needs to happen." Those are not bad things because there's a lot yep. of shitty drivers. I don't think people should lean on that extra protection from those systems in the car, though. No, they definitely make the car safer than like a 1990s car. I'm just hundred percent. I'm glad they're there for the but people. You should still drive as if the sensors don't exist. Allow them to help you and assist you. But don't rely on them because it's just, I mean, it's just, why would you do that? Things fail so much. This reminds me of an old story from the 90s that these people got a Winnebago. And I think they actually sued, it was, I don't know which RV manufacturer, but they put it on auto, on cruise control. And they thought that was autopilot. And Mm -hmm. that was their whole thing. And during that time, that was ludicrous, right? (laughs) Yeah. But, and they crashed at 55 miles an hour because they got up and walked away. And I feel oh like I feel like th- that to me is a Darwin Award. That's a Darwin Award for sure. But I kind well, of it could what could it have been advertised like? I don't know because there's so much evil in advertising. That's my problem. I, a good oh, anecdote oh, with that. Okay, I, I like uh, recently was I Celine uh, noticed my wife that her laptop bag had been pissed on. We have a really old male cat and he's having issues it's with his kitty. urinary tract. Yeah, so. it's but he he peed on her laptop bag. So she threw it away and she said, hey, honey, would you would you mind going on Amazon and get me an Amazon ba- or a laptop bag? Okay. So I was searching through Amazon and then I was like, you know what? I actually need new headphones. My wireless headphones, like the battery swole. 
and and it's time. Uh, well, you probably got toast. Chinese ones, so it's, oh yeah, it's time. for sure. Yeah, I got like thirty dollars Amazon ones back and back like four years or two years yeah, ago. Yeah, my thirty-five dollars ones are hanging in there. But I was like, I was dreading the shopping for new headphones because there's so many more on the market now. Of and the those descriptions. Type. There's no like accurate information on any Amazon product right now. It's no. so mi- everything's so misleading that I literally had to. I, first of all, some of them I can't even find the brand on there properly. No. They're so unbranded. It just says wireless headphones, 4G20, blah, 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 blah. It has all these descriptions and then it'll of be what like, it is. Like Naskins yeah. or something like that. And this sometimes like... they'll even say like a feature in the title that is not even with those headphones don't even have the feature. Like it says noise canceling, active noise canceling. They're just putting keywords in. But if you read farther down or if you go to an actual technical spec review on a different website, it'll say it's just a noise canceling, uh, like the, the design of the little rubber part. But it's not actually noise canceling. Yeah, but it says active noise canceling in the title. It's so misleading. I had, it took me an hour and a half to find a a pair of headphones. Like cross-referencing spec sheets on different websites, YouTube video reviews, um, all sorts of different. You just had to do the work. It was annoying trying to, it all used to be right there on Amazon. Well, you know, hey, this is either going to be good or not based on this information right here on the page. Used to be about Amazon's reviews, used to be a good litmus test of how good something was. You could average them, right? Yeah. It's not that way anymore. Something I like about, I order stuff from AFES, the exchange, the military, right? They're like version of of Amazon or the mall or Walmart. Yeah. And they'll tell you review is collected as part of a promotion. It'll be, if if there's... They're editorialized reviews now. Yeah. That should be illegal. And I'm all, wait a second, that... It's like, is that real legit product? Like, I have to go through and search for ones that have actual reviews. Mm -hmm. Because then also, it's like when you buy... It used to be how it was like when you bought a book at Amazon, you could see, is that someone's friend? Or is it an actual legit thing? Like, I feel like that's how the headphones are now, too, or any of those products. That's why I never read reviews on that I always go do specs. You have to go extra websites for that. And you have to make sure that website isn't, like, advertised by the company making the product. You you have to get a little deeper into the Google reviews. Yep. And, and Reddit helps a lot with this too. Reddit is useful. Because if you if there's subreddits that are sponsored by certain things. So like don't go to like the company specific s- subreddit. No, you go to but like... go to like a subreddit about... Headphones. Those types of products. Yeah, there's probably... Or at least look at like a, a an overall electronics subreddit and then search... But see, here's term. all this stuff that was supposed to save us time. But if you actually want to like mm-hmm. be a conscientious consumer, you're actually having to delve deep now because there's an overwhelming amount of content to Or just give in to all of the bullshit by the shitty product that is the first first of like five results. But I don't that is advertised do that. on Amazon, and then you just get what you get, and you use don't throw a fit. <laughs> but see, that's that consumerist mentality. People use it, throw away, use, throw away, use, throw away. That. So here we are. We have c- cargo ships are, are being forced to travel slower to reduce emissions. But then we have this throwaway culture. My headphones are eight years old. Like I don't want to buy new things all the time. I, I have been thinking about like the just general consumerism lately. It's been and economics. Me. Yeah, me too. And it's like, I mean, we're all guilty of some of those things. Oh, we're all guilty. Oh, absolutely. But I was thinking of like overall, some of the problems, the pitfalls, and some, and I'm trying to come up with some solutions, at least being a non-expert, of course, it's not going to go well. But um, just from what I can tell, it's like. But you are human. It's and like, you isn't have it, to- isn't it time for us to just put our foot down and say, there's just, there's just such thing as too much profits because then you're sacrificing everything the company's supposed to be for. Like, can, can we all just agree that like. A CEO should take a fair salary, but it shouldn't okay, be fifty three times. Yeah, the it shouldn't be like eighty two million dollars when everybody else is making like fifteen dollars an hour doing bullshit. But I'm, I don't want to get into like the worker crap right now. No, my whole point is always like, when's enough enough? Take have a CEO take a salary, 
get enough profits to build to have the business growing, but then actually like make a product that's going to last a long time. Like, yeah, nobody. Okay, if you are smart enough to start a business to make like an ever, let's just use everlasting gobstopper as an example, okay? Because okay. Willy Wonka made the everlasting gobstopper. Technically, not a good business decision. Right? No. Why would you make something that lasts forever? But he cared about people. But he cared about, well, I don't know. We well, don't know I much mean, about Willy Wonka, but as an example, but, we can say. Like, let's say that he, you would only, to make something that no one would ever have to mm-hmm. buy again, you were wanting to provide a good experience. Mm-hmm. Let's just put it at that one. We don't know what so, he cared, but a good experience. This model won't work across the board, because like stuff like iPhones and smartphones and computing, there's a growth curve. Innovation requires innovation. upgrading. Yeah, and you're going to have to upgrade. And unless you make it modular to the point where it's going to also fit certain demands, like it needs to be slim and modular, it's just a really complicated thing and prices would be way too high to be like feasible. So those kind of things, this is always not going to work perfectly. But there are certain products where you can make like a car, right, that lasts at least 30, 40 years until like major safety upgrades, but you should plan to retrofit those. You're when talking they come about out. making a quality product and then caring yeah. about the people who make you the money. Yeah. And then just like, okay, let's say your profit slope goes, starts going down because of it because nobody's buying new ones because you don't need to. You're smart enough. Start another business. Make another product. What's the problem with that? Well, I don't understand this whole we have to plan consum- obsolescence and yeah. take away the right to repair and all this shit that they're doing Consumerism, now. Consumerism, though, corporate corporate growth, it's toxic it now. demands growth, though. From what I understand, from what I've listened to, it's, you know, we have affluency in America. Yeah. I mean, I speak as American. I don't know about other countries. But we have this weird entitlement affluency mentality, like... Like I talked about with the ladies buying clothes, even though they didn't need them. Mm-hmm. These are the same people that would complain about there's too many poor people or, you know, let me a buy. a lot of poor people right now. Well, and it's just that whole business model of it used to be that way. CEOs used to make about seven times what the average highest paid worker made in, after World War II, right? Right. And now we're up around 53 times. What mm. can they... It's like our priorities are, are off. Yeah. I get plugging the extra profits back into the business, but like... Well, the CEOs need to find like a cap where it's not like I don't know. That's elitism. This is hard though. to say by say, this is hard to like. It's hard to come up with my solution in those terms without sounding like a socialist or something. Like we need yeah. to take away your money. But that's not what we're talking about. It's like, but we, do you also need mil- who needs millions really? Also, when there's this the I'm the big fat cat elitism classism mm-hmm. actually foments socialism in a way because people eventually get to we're at it with this wage thing that yeah. we're going through. When people start to realize again, it's like, well, wait a second, you only have that because I come to work. Mm-hmm. And well, so, yeah, yeah. And then when they see how they scramble when you don't come to work, there is a big power structure shift right now. I think that's where all this dissonance comes from because we have our entire infrastructure economically, um, all of our – well, basically economically, like all of our food supplies, supply chains, they're all messed up. Our governments are all sorts of messed up. Our but they pe- always have been. They have, but what's different is – well, and I that nation state and network state thing I talked about – we don't have a national identity in America right now. Like we no. have the, it's a, it's a it's very been, fractioned it's one. It's been fractured. It's getting splintered more. Yeah. And may, I don't know if we were supposed to. Cause I, I, I think at one point it was more of a forced kind of thing because of the war. I think so too. I, but before World War II, essentially everybody was only united by poverty. <laughs> well, I know. And I am not. That <laughs> seems anyway. You know, if you I'm, go I'm joking, back and but... read about the Gilded Age, a lot of the behavior by the corporations is very similar to the Gilded Age. Yeah. And so it's not a new phenomenon. No, this is just another example of history repeating itself. Yeah. There's just more technology now. Yeah. And so my biggest concern is, okay, rent. 
$2,000 a month average. That's not good. People make an average of 50K in this country. That's I just saw half the, your the meme you're referencing. Well, I saw a meme referencing what you're talking about. Well, and it's, I think, and then, yeah, in the 90s, it was like 600 a month. And so it was like. Yeah, it's like um, rent has gone up four times and wages haven't even doubled. So my thing is, is it's like. There's but this is also a, that's a specific market with a very set, a specific set of its own problems. Yes. And maybe that's a the problem. There's too uh-huh. many problems. We're all able, I have been thinking about that. We're all able to take in all the information all at once and it's causing yeah. us dissonance. I have been, I don't know if, I don't remember if I brought this up on the last podcast, or, but I do, I have talked about this a couple of times now, but, um, but I just don't know if it was on the podcast. So I'll bring it up again real quick. Like so, um, I don't want to get into too many details, but my wife and I are dealing with a housing problem with a landlord and just a, just a nightmare, right? But it's had me really think and, and see a lot of data that I missed before when I was looking into real estate. Makes sense. Because now I'm in a different perspective and, and need. Oh, right? you got new information. You so, reevaluated your premise. Uh, so I've been thinking about the whole market a lot. Um, it's just interesting because I think most of the problems coming with rent, specifically rent... M- like actual housing prices and stuff, that's a bigger issue. Yeah, it is. And a different, to- a different discussion, but just specifically for rent because it's dealing with landlords. I think it's like the old boomer landlords who have four or five rental properties, but they're trying to like make their entire retirement off of like one or two homes. Because they didn't plan for Instead retirement. of realizing that we, it's for cash flow, you're supposed to have like 10 or 15 or like a whole apartment building for it to actually make you wealthy, but they want to get wealthy off one or two houses and by so taking advantage of the tenants. And then they just say, you aren't working yeah. hard enough. The other side of that is the big companies like BlackRock and Vanguard and those kind of, and Zillow and all them, who are probably owned by BlackRock, let's be real. Probably yeah. look that up, it's probably true. It's right? probably true. A major holding of Zillow is probably BlackRock or Blackstone or whatever they're calling themselves. The big hedge funds. But I think that technically them buying all of the houses under market value because of how, how they're doing it with the with the posting agencies. Yes. Um, I think it actually is dri- is going to drive rent prices down. Because it has an incentive to. Old boomers don't have an incentive to lower rent. They're trying to retire on this, okay? Mm. But these big companies, they already have enough money that they can not only just take losses, but charge lower prices. They have also the capital to invest in fixing up the houses, making them nicer. There's not actually that much of a problem with... I mean, there's a bit of a problem with them literally buying all the houses. Yeah. But even if they do... They have a direct incentive to have lower prices for those houses to get as many people in them, generating as much cash flow as possible. Of course, they will slowly raise it over time due to quote-unquote inflation and other issues. But it's, I think they're going to have lower rent prices than like old boomers with two houses trying to retire on it. Well, and then you have the if aspect about it. without – our economy in America does not foment – a proper middle class because a proper middle class mm-hmm. is when you have lots of small to mid-sized businesses, you know, small businesses. We don't, we're, we're going far the other way. So I, I'm, I'm hoping mm-hmm. that I'm hoping we come back. I don't know how we're going to with supply issues, but my hope is maybe we will. I, I don't like the overall tone mm-hmm. of our people. Our people are so mean to each other right now. Like, and you That's have still mostly on Twitter though. And, and, when you're in your car and they can't hear you. <laughs> well, and also, well, no, just in public, Brady, they're not nice to each other. And and it's like... Uh, I haven't noticed that. But this is also, we live in a different area. Well, Idaho is a general... But okay, like, there's lots of examples. Maybe the news only focuses on the negative, because the negative happens every day as long as well as the positive. And we've talked about this on the podcast a mm-hmm. lot of times. 
But that's something like, okay, we've talked about, we've glossed about all these problems. They're kind of like a pond rippling. What are some of the solutions that are people are working on? I've been looking for solutions. Me like too. the media obviously is not going to report about it because they make money off of fear. I'm done with the media. Oh, legacy media. I'm absolutely just done. I'm done with every news article because who was it? I was in the Discord. If you guys would be on the Discord, you would have seen this. We have a new Discordian. But um, what do you remember what I said? Let me pull it up real quick because I don't want to be super off on what I said. But I was I I, I was commenting on how. Oh, you were talking about the farming thing. Wasn't it? Oh yeah, I was talking about the farming thing. I just read that this morning. So I was talking about the Dutch farmers getting shot at by the police, and I didn't look too closely into it. It was just like what Tim Pool told me on a thing, and then I read a couple small, very small snippets of articles about it and headlines and memes, of course. Of course, but I didn't dig that deep. But like you, nowadays you literally have to go to like eighteen or more different sources of information to get even a fraction of the full picture anymore because of how editorialized everything is. It's yeah. not good. The editorializing of, of the news is a bad thing. So, it used to be very distinct. Yeah. And most news stories would all have the same, very same information for the most part. A, B, C, D, and E happened, and then there'd be an editorial that would come out a few days later about such A, B, D, C, and E. Yeah. And, and now it's not that way. Be, being slightly more... Leaning libertarian in my beliefs and views in the world. Not fully, but there's a lot of like, hey, everybody should be free to do things. I don't want to be like a fucking Christian nanny, a militant Christian Karen, right? No. So I don't want to tell people what to do. But like, I do like to make suggestions. So like, okay, CNN, you can go do your bullshit. And New York Times, you can do your bullshit. All these big companies, the, the whatever these, even the smaller newspapers that yeah. still editorialize shit on the, on the internet, right? They the entire do. media landscape's fucked, but they can do whatever they want. But someone should come out with an actual news company. Uh, maybe I could do it someday. I don't know. It's just a lot of resources. But isn't it possible to come out with one where not only you're just giving facts, nobody's opinion. Like here is, exa- here's not first. Yeah, first, there was an earthquake. Too. Very first, before you even read anything but the headline, you should get the exact sources they're using of information for that. So if they, had it on a recording. Yes. Then you, the very first thing you should get before any information about the article is that recording. The raw data that they're using to write the story. That should be required. Then you can read the editorialized whatever the report, because reporters are going to be report. Journalists are going to be journalists. They're going to put a little bit of a story. It has to be kind of interesting, right? People have to be a little interested to read it. Okay. But you should get the raw data and the facts. And it should be, you know, then you can break it down for your own and then read their opinion, whoever the journalist is. The problem with that is, is one, it's not at the speed of light, which mm-hmm. is what's happening now. It's like the second somebody trips, they're throwing it out there, whether they know mm-hmm. anything about it or not. And two, dopamine. Oh, of course. If if it's not sensationalized, now there are plenty of us that would like to just log on to a site and mm-hmm. just see that. Those things that you just talked about, the, I don't know if it's... I just want the raw data for... Like, I don't even care about the editorialization. If I can get the raw data for myself, the raw, like, interview, the, the unedited everything. Well, if I want editorial, is, you could go to Daily yeah. Caller or Salon.com. Yeah, of you course. You get editorials. That's what magazines yeah. used to be. That's where yeah. you would get your editorialization and opinions is from magazines, and you, right? And depending on their leading. Because they, they were culture shapers magazines back yes, in the day. Yes, they were what... And newspapers were more like, hey, here's what's going on in the news. Because guess what? Even if they didn't spruce it up, people had a subscription. They were still making their money. They didn't yes. have to spruce up newspapers. No. 
You got what you got. You got the news. When you and buy I think a newspaper. That's, that's probably the problem right now is the world is trying to decide on what model is going to be the next dominant model. And I think mm-hmm. the problem is, is it's going to be tailored to your personality on a massive level. So it's like you may be a libertarian leaning, but have some socialist tendencies. You tend whatever, to whatever. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? And so then you will get your news tailored to your individual type. Yeah. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. And it's not nefarious for news companies to go, I want that as my demographic because they need to make money. I understand, like, how business works. But you can't be a giant conglomerate when you have to cater to the individual. And I think that might be And you can't censor the other people who have different... The censorship. That's a whole other discussion, too. <laughs> well, and yeah, and um, there's just, some Web 2.0, Web 3.0 discussion there, too, because it's like yeah, yeah. when you have two, Web 2.0, where it's just basically that the network mines the people's data to make money off of them, whereas 3.0, you own your data and they have to pay you for it. There, that's a very generalization. But you know what I mean? Like, there's so much. I think what it is, is there's such a massive availability of information now that we're all just dissonant. I think we're just so because do you feel over? I feel overwhelmed a lot. I do too. I feel overwhelmed a lot. Like that's this conversation. <laughs> well, I know this conversation is like a snapshot of probably what a lot of people feel like because you either put your head in the sand and you just scroll through Facebook and TikTok and just yep. not exist and and not pay attention to it, or I do a little bit of all of that. Well, I do too because I like to sort of see where everybody's coming from. Yeah. Right. Like I don't. I don't want to judge anybody for what they like. TikTok is actually not a bad thing because it's purely entertainment instead mm-hmm. of. Being a social network. Yeah, if you look at it as what it was intended to do, which is entertain for 30 seconds to three minute clips. Yep. Right? It does its job. The algorithms do their job to tailor that content to you. It's perfect. It's flawless. It's too perfect. And it doesn't try to be anything. Yeah. There are some other things like there's China some taking issues. your data. Yes. If you, oh, by the way, so the, since Every that's been note. in the news, if you didn't know China was taking your data from TikTok, you shouldn't have a smartphone because, I mean, it's so common sense that I wasn't even like remotely surprised. I looked at it and went, is that an old article or something? Why is this coming back up? Didn't we know about this already? I think it's more just to shock and outrage people. It's yeah. like, it was a Chinese company. Of what did you expect? No, The thing is, so if you were worried about data mining, you yeah. wouldn't be on the web at all. Hey, if you have anything to hide, don't go on the internet. Because yeah. guess what? If China doesn't have your data, it's being sold to the highest bidder without your consent. Well, I mean, you give consent. That is not, literally what I Web 2.0 is. It, I wouldn't consider it consent no. necessarily because we don't really consent to it. But we also don't speak legal. We don't need to have a lawyer. We shouldn't have to have a lawyer to sign terms and conditions for like a fucking TikTok, right? Yeah. For an app. But yet you, the terms and conditions mm-hmm. are like 30 pages long. So. Though, that's a good idea for an app. That Send is- us your terms and conditions. We'll analyze them and break them down that for you. That is a good analyze. Or an AI can do that. You don't even need a lawyer. Yeah, just, and break it anyway, down. That's a, yeah, it's a different I'm going to write that down. That is a good idea. Not bad. Um, <laughs> Well, and that's a lot of, but there's the innovation again. And Mm -hmm. I think a lot of it is people that like to think about a lot of deep things are completely overwhelmed by the availability, just the onslaught. It's too much information. It's too much. There's like unintentional misinformation. There's intentional disinformation. There's misinformation that happens completely on accident because science just hadn't found their, they didn't have the right data yet. So it's just, I think the key information is hard is boundaries. Yeah. I think you have to set limits on what you take in because otherwise you're just going to be a dissonant fool. Like I'm, I'm guilty of this. I could sit there. I love to learn. So I could sit there for hours and take it in. But then at the end of the day, I'm not doing what I'm here to do, which is to add, offer value to other human beings by Mm. being me. There, there's a purpose to existence, whether you are just a mailman, that still counts. It's like you're offering value to human beings. If you're just taking in information all the time and it's causing you dissonance and upsetness and you're not adding something back into the world, 
And I think that's, I've, I learned about some people this last week that are literally, they won't come out of their house. They are so fat, they're dying. Oh, no. Um, and these are 19 and 20, and, like, they're young people, too. Like, when you're so hep- so fat, your spine is compressing your fluid into your brain, you're having migraines. Yes, our, as, as, as wonderfully ev- evolved as we are. We're Great not. biological machines. There's limits. Well, and this is what I'm... And then because of COVID and the lockdowns, some people that are naturally more introverted, they used it as an excuse to not live. Mm-hmm. Humans are designed to move. And I get that too, though. I know. Well, I also do it. I'm actually an introvert. I like to... You got to refresh, right? Mm-hmm. But if you're harming yourself by not engaging in the world that you live in because of the availability mm-hmm. of technology, I feel like there's some problems there. And psychology has a lot to do with this because, and I'm not an expert. No, I'm not. None of, but I do understand that we have certain biases that our brain decides on itself. Sometimes it's completely out of your control until you realize what's going on and then you can fix it. And that's hard. But like, there's this normalcy bias where like, no matter how fat you get, you're just like, oh, I'm still me. I still feel me. Well, that's and then confirmation you also, bias. But then confirmation bias kicks in and goes, well, I don't actually have to change. I can still walk. Mm-hmm. I can still... Th- yeah. you, well, and you have limiting beliefs. To, there's a lot of psychology there. I've seen this because I grew up around drug addicts. Yeah. So I see this whole... You this kind ex- of behavior a lot. It's the same thing across the board, though. If you make excuses... Well, and that's mm-hmm. the thing. What I'm worried about is because our life, in some ways, if you're a middle class or up person, is so easy... When I say easy, not psychologically, I'm talking about if you don't have to leave the house for food, your life is easy. That's true. And so if it's so easy that you don't have to ask yourself uncomfortable questions, there's a danger there. And I, and I, that makes me so sad because what are we missing out as a species? Some of these questions that we need answers or problems we need solved could be solved by these people that are self-harming. That's true. And there's, I've been thinking a lot about that lately. I'm thinking about a lot of stuff. I have too. But to close out the episode, yeah, because we're we heading have a half an hour. Um, I I do have a a, a very good analogy. This like might it. run us over into the five to ten minute. I have a good. Give me but the this analogy. Is good. This is fine. Because, um, so a few days ago, our good friend Jacob. So Friday, I guess it was two days ago. Okay. Uh, he showed me this fucking YouTube channel. Sent me down a huge rabbit hole. I've always oh. kind of been an aviation nerd a little bit. I love flying. Um, and so he found he showed me this channel called Mentor Pilot. Fun. M E N T O U R, if you guys want to find it. Oh, like, um, like Minotaur Mentor. Yeah, like Minotaur Mentor okay, cool, Pilot. Cool. He's just like a uh, pilot with thousands of hours of experience, you know, commercial pilot. But he he goes and breaks down in very good narrative detail. Like, he the way he, like, the way he actually tells the story of, like, the aircraft incidents. Okay. okay. Crashes and... Oh, so it's an insider's thing, perspective. Not always crashes. Sometimes he breaks down, like, just things that were almost a crash or, like, problems that an airplane had and how the pilots saved... The day, basically, right? But airplane incidents. He breaks them down in a very a very good narrative. He's a very good storyteller. Okay. I love this channel. But I've been binging it because I fucking love that shit. The very... F- one of the very first things I ever looked up on YouTube was plane crashes. I've always loved stuff like that. So I don't you know are, why. You like your plane crashes. I'm a, I'm a little bit of a junkie on that kind of shit. That's okay. But, um... You're like me and viruses. But it, it just made me realize, because I've thought about aviation a lot. It is... Especially when I went on a plane, it blows my fucking mind. Maybe I shouldn't have went on the plane stoned, but I've been on a plane stoned. And it, and you start to think about, like, holy shit, I'm in a fucking vacuum-sealed tube. tube. Yep. Going five, six hundred miles an hour. Yep. 40,000 fucking feet in the air. Yep. This is insane. It's literally insane, it's, but it's also a wonderful testament to human engineering. It's awesome. It's, it's a fucking 
perfect pinnacle of technology, engineering, perseverance. There's so much wonderful things humans did to make this even possible. Agreed. Not to mention, like, the chemistry, the physics, all of the wonderful breakthroughs that have come from aircraft technology. In a hundred years. But something so small can go so wrong and, and just completely ruin all of those balanced forces that make that possible. And it's a wonderful analogy just for our country. I can't speak for the whole world. It's pretty close as an analogy or a metaphor. It's sort of like but, a black swan thing. Uh, since I only live in America, I'm only going to speak for America. Okay. And since I've lived in multiple cultural settings, I can speak. Like, this really works across the board here. Just like you're strapped into this vacuum-sealed tube going hundreds of miles an hour, thousands of feet above the ground. That's kind of America. We're just... It's 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 going. It's moving. There's momentum. We're hurtling okay? along. But I think we hit a little bit more than turbulence recently. <laughs> There's been... The aircraft, a.k.a. America, the country, has been breaking and fracturing. It's old. It's overused. It hasn't had its proper maintenance. There's been a lot of cor- corruption and laziness so that they didn't have to do the proper maintenance. This happens in real aircraft ca- crashes. Scares the piss out of me. So you're talking about the system. Because these aircrafts, they fly for thousands and thousands of hours with minimal maintenance, which is how they're designed, right? Well, they're, To make yeah. money, right? Same with our country. But we're fucking going. We're going a thousand miles an hour. And we've been going, we've been pushing every bit of the forces that are, make it possible to their max, past their max. And I think finally, something completely snapped. It's like a human being. You reach a breaking point if you don't mm-hmm. take care of yourself. And you exactly. think that our country might need some care. And, I and, think well, that we're in an unavoidable like yeah. path to crashing. If, it, if we use the aircraft analogy. We're like a derailing I think this, is, in a, this yeah. is an unavoidable crash that we're heading towards. But you know what comes from these crashes? Gross. Yes. Lots of hardship, death, sadness in a real plane crash. But knowledge. If our country crashes, there's going to be a lot of hardship, death, Fighting all sorts of shit. There's right? also going to be knowledge, but growth, what the community, but what the FAA and the NTSB does after a plane crash, they sift through everything that they possibly can to figure out exactly what happened during the crash to implement a way to avoid that from happening in the future. Whether it be the engineering of the technology, or, or the, the training of the pilots, yep. or how the airline itself is organized. Or how the manufacturer of the uh, aircraft organizes their con- company to do, or the maintenance people who do it. But so many things change, and it just becomes better for the future. So what Always. you're basically condensing it down is is that pain is coming, pain a crash is coming. Is coming it's unavoidable. We're in the fucking crash position, but waiting we, for uh, the thing to hit the ground. Well, and one point. thing that humans have is we can learn from our failures, and so if we mm-hmm. make it a priority to you know have community, take care of each other while you go through the crash, get the people off the plane, mm-hmm. then come back and analyze it and build better. Yeah. So maybe looking at it from with some optimism always makes me feel better because yeah, there's bad things every day. Yeah. But then there's good that comes out of it, too. I mean... You have to make sure that good comes out of it, or it's for nothing. So basically, do the work. Yeah. Do the, do what's... See, that's the part I'm upset about right now, is people are not doing the hard work because it's uncomfortable. I want... Yeah. Ask yourself hard questions. I read you, about that we today. Have to, it, do you think it's easy for the air, the in, the aircraft incident investigators to, to dig through the dead bodies in the wreckage and figure out what... And, and then, you know... No, but if... Create a narrative and figure out what went wrong. It's not easy. That's got to take its toll on you mentally. Oh, Same thing with... We have to dig through the wreckage, okay? After this crashes completely. And we have to figure out what went wrong and how we can make it better in the future without also making it worse. Because overall, if you go back through the entire history of our species, mm-hmm. we do make it better. 
We go, we're really stupid and we do mm-hmm. bonehead things, but we learn. There are a bunch of us throughout history that learn from mistakes and innovate from it. And I, Absolutely. I would like to hope that that is where we're heading. I like to hope that too. I'm, optimism, it takes a lot of work. Well, because... I'm not naturally an optimist, so um, I have to... Because I think nat- natural optimists, I think, are purposely blinding themselves to certain things. I like to think I'm a pragmatist. Yeah. Like, I, That's a good way to put it, yeah. I believe in the power of humans, the, their capacity to do good, but I also believe that we take the easy route a lot of the time because we like gratification. And so if we can yeah. train ourselves to do the hard thing for long-term gains, which is possible... Then good can come out of it, but that that short term gain thing causes a lot of de- uh. and then that's an, it's, it's weird, I, that's though. why I spend most of my life encouraging people to make hard choices if they have a long term gain function as long as mm-hmm. they're not hurting others. It's it's hard though. It's hard work, and I if you gotta have grace for people that fall. I fall that's all the true. time. We all do though. That's the whole thing though. We no one's gonna get better if we don't fall. Yeah, and but you have to get back up. You have to figure out why you fell. You have to actually uh, think about it. And there's so much pressure from our politicians and our media, legacy media and stuff that you have to adhere to this ideology and be perfect at it, and then mm-hmm. things will be glorious. And that is not how it works. I think it's time for people to stop looking at ideologies as if they're infallible because they're not either. No, because they're they're, they're developed like, by people. The ideologies are much like the airplanes too. Yes, something eventually is gonna go wrong. And you have to figure out how to make that not go wrong again. And if you look don't, at communism, somebody tried that. They're like, oh, "This is a wonderful thing," and then they're like, "Oh, never mind." You got to be like Millions the NTSB died. people and litmus test it. Mm-hmm. Like communism, maybe on paper sounds great, but you got to throw everything mm-hmm. you can at it. In, in, in a sense, I'm glad somebody tried it because if we were able to get the data, like, yeah, it sucks. The plane crashed, right? But, but now we look can... at all this data you have now. Well, because we don't live in a vacuum either. Bad mm-hmm. things happen and good things happen. And for the natural world to exist, I think you have to have both. You do. Absolutely. And we have tamed a lot of the consequences in the natural world through technology. So I think we should be looking at technology, too. That's kind of our shtick, though, isn't it? Because think- I've been thinking about predators, right? Yeah. Because I would, like, we're, uh, like d- d- dinosaurs are huge right now because of the new Jurassic Park that's movie, true. right? There's fucking dinosaurs everywhere right now. Oh, I got to Because that's the this. buzzword. That's what good, you know. That's the internet's like okay, trending dinosaurs. dinosaurs. So every company in the world's like something dinosaur this and dinosaur. Oh, that. you mean marketing? Yeah. So I'm thinking about like how predators operate, and, like chickens and birds, and all these predators out there, and I'm like, they were dinosaurs. They have heightened senses that we don't have, right? Humans are pretty shitty, <laughs> like really. When you compare it to even like a bird, birds have like better hearing, better eyesight. They can fly because they have the bones, they have the engineering. Just right? like a dog's nose. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just like uh, yeah, but they can't innovate like we can. Just like an F1 car compared to like a fucking 1999 Toyota Corolla. Point taken. Huge difference, right? Yep. But they're, they're there for their own uses. But humans, we don't have, like, an exoskeleton armor set. We don't have super strength. We don't we can't hear that well, see that well. Can't see at night because we're supposed to be alive in the daytime, right? Yep. We're but we make up for that by technologically augmenting ourselves to solve those problems. And we stack on our other humans' be. achievements. We yeah. stack. like the We way, absolutely do. The stacking thing is amazing to me because it's like, oh, that person mm-hmm. failed with this. Let's stack it here. Not to mention, we were able to write down exactly like how did we come yeah. to the conclusion to make this technology, pass it on, and then they are up to speed a lot quicker the next generation. Way quicker. Our generation got up to speed with the world way quicker than the previous ones, and the, the, I can't imagine do you think that's the where, Zoomers. Like, do you think that's where some of the negativity comes from? Is those of us that can see the crash coming, we don't want to lose it all? Yeah, I mean, nobody wants to. Nobody wants to lose it all. I, I would like, but to it think, is inevitable. And we have to accept it. We do, and I don't like going through pain. In fact, I go through my mm-hmm. life trying to mitigate it, which 
pain is essential for growth. So I think I'm going to just try to be optimistic about the coming chaos and in the sense that we're going to grow from it if we make it through it. I think inevitably we will. I think we will. If I had to choose a glass half full or a glass half empty, I do know there's a glass and I do know there's some kind of liquid, right? I got iced tea in a wine glass right now. But here's my, my perspective is like, there could just be no liquid at all. Then what's the glass? Then it's just dishes to do, right? Uh, That's true. Let's put some liquid in it. Use it. (laughs) And that's just it. Do something. Yeah. You know, if you're really mad about the whole rant thing, go do something. There's someone somewhere that's come up with a good idea. Go do something. Yeah, BlackRock did by like, let's buy all the houses. (laughs) Okay. Get on the BlackRock board. (laughs) I don't know. There might be a way to do something. If enough people banded together and crowdfunded... Enough money, they could buy a majority share of BlackRock and make this, the decisions for them. I'm just saying. Just like our lobbyists just like idea. Our, it's the same thing in business as it is in politics. You just have to have enough money. And if enough of us put in a dollar, we have enough money now. And that's where it's we actually probably... better because then it's spread out. The burden of the um, financial, the financial burden is spread out over multiple people, not hurting themselves by throwing in a couple bucks, right? Yes. As opposed to a company that has to m- go to a board to make a decision, can we invest two million bucks? But if two million people invest one dollar, that doesn't hurt anybody. No. It, but gives them much more power than the person who has to, than the dragon who has to uh, dig out of their mountain. It just requires you getting to work and organizing. So mm-hmm. get out there and organize and get to work. I mm-hmm. think we could leave it on this that. This whole thing, real quick, I'm sorry we're going a little longer on this episode, but like with, with the Roe versus Wade thing, I know we covered it a little bit already, but like... Everybody stop complaining about it. Okay, yeah, the Supreme Court made a call you didn't like, right? I get it. We can change things in the country. Go and vote. Go do something. Go rally together to go, let's get this politician elected, this policy put through, so that we can have, at least in our state, um, you know... The rules we want. The rules we want. Which is what they literally... That's exactly why our founding fathers set up America the way they did, and why it's been... Improved personally, I think it's been improved since then. But don't it had been corrupted, yes. Harass people. I do not like harassment. It's intimidation, it's mob behavior. If you don't like something, go fix it. But like those people on TikTok literally screaming at the top of their lungs about it, that does that helping anything? That's just self edification. I I get that it's like spreading a emotional seed in a way. But like it's not really doing anything. Okay, as someone who grew up in the Christian tradition, that is literally I did a huge research paper on this in college. Speaking in tongues is self-edifying. Oh, yeah. When you flop around on the floor, babbly googly, that is for you. Actually going out and translating something so someone else can read it, that is for someone else. That makes progress. So mm-hmm. it's like with this abortion thing, if you feel strongly about it, go do something. Yeah. We feel we feel strongly about a lot of things we here do. at and, I, and the show. And we're trying to do, but we also are trying to do stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what the biggest thing we're doing is raising our children to question things. That's a good place to start. Well, if you can't do anything else because you're low on capital and you don't have any energy, teach your kids to be independent thinkers. Yeah, at least like let's get the next generation started on those solutions. If that's all you can do, that's something, right? And kindness costs nothing. Exactly. Sometimes being nice to people is a huge thing. Yeah, I'm. I I get a lot of joy. I could even call it selfish to be over nice to like the waiter at the restaurant. I love it. It is selfish a little bit because it does it does edify me. But it also edifies them. But does it hurt anybody? No, it adds value to the world, doesn't it? So even if it is selfish for me, it still adds value to their life. But it's also something to bond over. Well, because, yeah, we're all people. With those people. people. There's not, we're social monkeys, okay? Well, we forgot about that because we have devices to go through to talk to. Yeah. I th- and we, there's Isn't that- it ironic? We're social biological creatures. Yes. But when we get the power to socialize immensely, it 
We become flips upside down. Yeah, it's really yeah. weird. There's something weird about that. But I think it's just the anonymity. But that's a whole other discussion. We, we should but like, probably, yeah. We, we, we're we're going to wrap this up. We've gone 43 minutes, a little long. But we need to wrap okay. it up because my computer is yeah. not like Randy's. Here's the thing. We record two episodes a week now usually. And so there's like a, there's such a gap now. So much things happens over those. T- <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, and Cuz should be back next week. So we can do a big banger. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we'll get Cuz back. Um. But yeah, anyway, so like, uh, join the Discord. Oh, we got a new Discord member. We do. What? Shout out. His name's Eric. Actually, he's a friend of mine. Um, kind of. More of an acquaintance, I guess. But when I used to play in metal bands and stuff, hopefully he's listening to this. Yeah. And just shout out his old band. Um, when I, I don't know what he's doing now, but when I was playing, he was in a band called Throne of Malediction. It's really good. Really, it's really a very cool quality thing. name. Yeah. I, we were playing shows together and stuff. I don't even know if he remembers that. As far as band or... names go, I love metal band names. Hell Yeah. They're, they're Honestly, pretty... like the, the yeah, metal band names are poetic, poetic and amazing. I quite love them. But uh, shout out to Eric, and yeah, Eric. He, Throw so he just joined at us. our Discord, but hasn't actually done anything in there yet. But he might be, he might be lurking. I so lurk been, a lot I, in Discord. I can't say much. Yeah, I do too. I'm gonna try to. I got a little less. more active the last few days, but yeah, I saw. I wrote in yeah. there too. Well, but I, I'll, I'm gonna do better because there's a lot of stuff I need to talk mm-hmm. about in Mom's Winning. I pretty much don't do anything on Twitter anymore, except for like. Sometimes I'll throw some comments out to other people, but we don't really post anything on our own Twitter. Okay, but we're not... We're introverts. That is our problem. Um, But we're working on it because we're trying to find our... In fact, we're going to talk about this afterwards. Who does anything on Twitter anyway? I don't. Other than argue. I I, I post (laughs) stuff once in a while, so I earn crypto from my Twitter posts. That's about it. My Facebook threw a memory up today, something I posted from 2017. Really? And I said, like, Facebook is getting to be the equivalent of writing on the bathroom stall wall. And I was like, back then, yeah. Now it's just memes, but Twitter is now the bathroom stall wall. Yeah. 100%. And memes are the what make the world go round. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, uh, on that note, get on our Discord and look at our memes and get on Twitter, whatever. The, really, the only, u- like, the only use case for our Twitter page is that I have the pinned tweet with all of our links to uh, the, vari- the various platforms we have our podcasts on. So, if, so if anything, if you have trouble finding us... Obviously, you're listening right now. Instagram. Tell your, friend, uh, tell your friends, you know, send them the link to that tweet and they could find us yep. or whatever. So spread the word for us, please. Uh, buymeacoffee.com slash hide the show. If you leave us a if review like on to... i like, I, like what is that? iPodcast. Oh yeah. So we are on Apple podcast. Yeah. If you leave a review, I will read it online. I'll yeah, read it on the next podcast. Go leave us a review on Apple podcast. Even if you hate us, go tell us that. That's I'll important. even read that. We need feedback from someone and nobody's given us feedback. So we're in this state of, confirmation bias well and we want the the discussion we say it every week we want you to engage with us mm-hmm. because i think a lot of people are feeling the same way they just don't have pe- some people don't have people to talk to exactly. i'll talk to people i want to talk to people but we need to go all right and bye, bye.